the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Leave the kid at home. There's a video out there. It's gone viral from a Major League Baseball game. I guess it was last night. It's a guy making a a nice barehanded catch on a foul ball. He does it while he's holding an infant. Maybe, might have been feeding the baby, actually. Somebody on Twitter put it up with the comment that it was a dad doing a typical dad thing, which was nonchalantly making a nice catch while not disturbing the baby. Maybe it's not a big deal, but it's something that's been bothering me for a while here. Bringing toddlers and infants to games is a relatively new thing. Of course, when you've been around as long as I have, a lot of things are relatively new. But this is something I do not get. First of all, uh, it's not doing the kid any favors, especially an infant. I mean, maybe we could find a pediatrician to tell us what might be going through the head of a six-month-old baby as he's stuck for three or four hours at a Major League Baseball game with a lot of people around him who, for no apparent reason to him, decide to scream really loud every few minutes. How is this an enjoyable experience for an infant? He doesn't know he's at a baseball game. He just knows that there are a lot of strange sights and sounds that mean nothing to him and may actually scare him. And why would a toddler, a three- or four-year-old kid, want to be at a baseball game where he's required to sit still for most of the time and not wander around? Kids that age can't sit still for four minutes. And people bringing kids to the games is why, by the way, we have the stupid nets that have been put up along the foul lines at Major League Baseball games recently. So the fans who are looking at their phones, you know, instead of actually watching the game, uh, don't get hit in the head with a line drive. And so some poor baby doesn't get drilled with one while he's wandering in the aisle somewhere. Leave the kid at home. Get a babysitter. Holding your baby in your arms at the ball yard isn't cute. It's dumb. Of course, I could be wrong. Uh, we are going to talk about kids in our second half hour tonight, though. And it's a lot more serious. Uh, it's what's being taught to them in schools these days. And we'll talk about a movie called Whose Children Are They? We'll do that in the second half hour. But coming right up, Congressman Guy Reschenthaler. Stick around. Prager. Why did God save the Jews in Egypt, but not the millions of Jews who died in Europe? Was there really an exodus? Does Judaism affirm an afterlife? Does reason? My new book answers these and many other significant questions. It's called The Rational Passover Haggadah. Like my five-volume commentary, The Rational Bible, this newest book, The Rational Passover Haggadah, relies on reason to explain the text. The text of the oldest holiday in the world, Passover. Jesus' Last Supper was the Passover Seder. This is an explanation of this holiday and that evening for people of every faith and, for that matter, of no faith. The Haggadah has inspired millions around the world every year for thousands of years to learn about it and relive one of the most famous stories of all, the exodus of the Jews from Egypt. My new book is the Passover Guide that will last a lifetime. Order Dennis Prager's latest book today. Get it at PragerStore.com or wherever books are sold. Windows are When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Windows are us. 
Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. Let me ask you, what does your perfect wedding day look like? I'll bet you've imagined it over and over again. The crisp spring air, the fresh grass giving way beneath you as you walk towards your future, surrounded by the people you love the most. So what's in the way of you believing it's possible for you to have it? Are you believing the lie that you are meant to be alone? Or maybe you don't know what a Christian romance should look like or where to find it. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman, and I invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months Challenge, where you will discover your heart's desire of a loving marriage. In this challenge, I'll teach you why now's your time to find love, what are the lies that are holding you back, why God wants you married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools to become a bride. Don't wait any longer. Just sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com and you can start your journey to find that lasting, loving relationship now. Join me at lovestories.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Okay, we are waiting for Congressman Reschenthaler, and I'm told he might be a minute or two late. He's uh, involved with another interview somewhere on television, so um, until he gets here, I I have something I actually was... Maybe he's, he's being asked about this right now. He may not have heard about it yet, but uh, this just is coming now. Now it's kind of a breaking news thing. Uh, this is uh, something I was going to talk to him. I will be talking to him about uh, Twitter and Elon Musk and uh, monopoly, tech monopolies and all that stuff. But this is a story just uh, came out a few minutes ago. Mayorkas, that's the um, DHS secretary, is creating a disinformation governance board. This comes, uh, of course, two days after Elon Musk uh, bought Twitter for $44 billion. So, uh, coincidence? I don't know. But it says here, Homeland Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas testified Wednesday, that's today, that the Department of Homeland Security is creating a, quote, disinformation governance board to combat misinformation ahead of the 2022 midterms. Who came up with this? Well, well I know who came up with it. This, this began because of the COVID, COVID stupidity, and there was so much information that was changing and so much information that was thrown out there and expected to be just swallowed up by the peasants and, uh, and uh, then have those peasants change their lives as a result of it, that anybody who disagreed with it couldn't possibly make a good case against what the government was selling. It would have to only be misinformation. And once you, once you label it misinformation when it's something to do with their health, well, then it becomes dangerous. If it's misinformation about, I don't know, something else, uh, who's going to be in the WPIL playoffs 
you know, football playoffs, that's that may be misinformation, but nobody cares because it's not hurting anybody, really. But once they discovered that they had this power uh, over the people because of this deadly disease that was out there that was going to kill everybody, nobody could possibly question Dr. Fauci or Dr. Burks or any of the other uh, clowns who ended up telling us uh, misinformation themselves for, what, two years. Anybody who would disagree with them or question them would be uh, guilty of, of course, spreading mis- or disinformation. Uh, I don't know what the difference is between disinformation and misinformation. Maybe we can get somebody to to, uh, define that. But uh, Mayorkas appeared before the House Appropriations Subcommittee to discuss the fiscal 2023 budget for the Department of Homeland Security. And Representative Lauren Underwood, the Democrat from Illinois, cited reports, reports on how minority communities are being targeted in misinformation campaigns and asked Mayorkas what DHS will do to address it. Mayorkas said, quote, a disinformation governance board had recently been created and will be led by Undersecretary for Policy Rob Silvers, co-chair with Principal Deputy General Counsel Jennifer Gaskill. Uh, the goal is, so here's the quote, the goal is to bring the resources of DHS together to address this threat, uh, Majorca said, adding that the department is focused on the spread of disinformation in minority communities. That's another way to make sure that you get what you want. Claim that it's helping minority communities, and everybody has to accept that as truth because you know what you are if you don't. A racist, of course. So if you are disagreeing with something that they say is helpful to the minority community, and with this they mean blacks, obviously, uh, because uh, once you once you are against anything that they say is helping uh, black people, then if you disagree with it, you're a racist. And even if what they're doing is actually not helping black people or anybody else, it's harming them, you can't disagree with it because if you do, it's either disinformation, misinformation, as I said, I don't know the difference between the two really, but um, or you're just a racist because you don't want to help black people. That's, that's, what they'll, that's how they'll couch that. Um, and so that's what we're dealing with. We... Uh, we've had uh, Elon Musk in, in charge of Twitter for about 20 minutes, and this is the kind of stuff that happens. Uh, our, uh, hours later, uh, Politico reported that Nita Jankowicz, who previously served as a disinformation a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center, whatever that is, um, she said uh, the goal is to bring the resources of DHS together to address this threat. Now, that's not what she said. Nina said on a tweet, cat's out of the bag. Here's what I've been up to the past two months and why I've been a bit quiet here. And she's honored to be serving in the Biden administration, DHS Gov, and helping shape our counter disinformation efforts. And now I'm happy to be joined by uh, Congressman Guy Reschenthaler of the 14th District, which includes Washington, Fayette, Green, and Westmoreland County. Guy, thanks for coming on again. Hey, John, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So here's the thing. Uh, I wasn't planning on asking you about this because I didn't know about it. And I don't know if you've heard about this yet or if, if, if anybody, and if this was just laid on everybody today, uh, are you aware of this story about the uh, the Disinformation Governance Board of the, of the uh, Department of Homeland Security? I am not aware of that. Okay. Um, I have been in, in votes all day in committee meetings, so you were breaking the news to me live. But look, I can tell you that the left, uh, the, the left is very concerned about the, the flow of information. And it's yeah. interesting because when they talk about disinformation and misinformation, there's a big difference between those two terms. Oh, good. Because I was wondering what that is. is. You, yeah. So, so disinformation is what you would use in a military like psych operation where you, you're specifically, or counterintelligence, you're specifically putting out false information to confuse the opponent or to create chaos in another nation. Misinformation is just information that you disagree with or it might be inaccurate. But remember that the Hunter Biden laptop story was considered, quote unquote, disinformation. And it was considered misinformation when people uh, were talking about the connection with, with uh, Joe Biden. 
all that turned out to be absolutely correct. So you got to be very careful whenever the left labels something disinformation or misinformation, a lot of times it turns out to be true. It just so happens to almost always be something that hurts the Democrat narrative or the leftist agenda. I, I don't want to sneak up on you with this, but uh, but this this just this just came over less than an hour ago. So uh, I'll just read you what it says here. Homeland okay. Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas testified Wednesday that the Department of Homeland Security is creating a quote disinformation governance board to combat misinformation ahead of the 2022 midterms. Mayorkas appeared before the House Appropriations Subcommittee to discuss the fiscal 2023 budget for the Department of Homeland Security. They went on to say that this is uh, to help minority communities. Um, I don't know why that, why that specifically. Uh, I just saw this, uh, as I said, a little while ago. But um, dis and misinformation are, are kind of the same thing. It's just whether one is made up and one is not, or one is purposely made up, or one is... Is one is spread by someone who knows they're spreading information that isn't true, and one isn't. This is an accident, I guess. That's what right. I, that's what I'm getting. Right. At. Well, well, okay. Well, look with what my work is is saying. Um, that's incredibly rich. How about instead of worrying about this issue, which I don't think the government should be involved in, how about he does something to secure the southern border? And if he's worried about minority populations. What about the fact that you have criminal individuals that have criminal records that are violent offenders? When they come here illegally, they go into minority populations and typically victimize those minority populations. You see this often with sanctuary cities. It's the rich, affluent, white liberal who does who who wants the sanctuary city, but it's it's the person that is a new immigrant that is that is here working that is against. Uh, the, the uh, notion of a sanctuary city because it's him or her or his or her family that's going to get victimized by the illegal immigrants with violent records. It's a complete irony. Now, as far as disinformation and misinformation, Homeland Security focused on that. Uh, these people have gotten it wrong over and over and over again. Let's just go back to COVID. Remember, I was I, I was attacked because I said this likely came from a, a lab in Wuhan. I was ahead of cotton. Turns out I was correct, and yep. so was Senator Cotton. Yet all that was labeled disinformation and misinformation. We were actually right on that. Then, if you remember the Hunter Biden story, I'm still shadow banned from Twitter because I shared a New York Post article. That Hunter Biden laptop story was absolutely correct. And that led to the Joe Biden victory that we had. Rasmussen polling clearly shows that I believe one in six or maybe one third of Democrat voters didn't know about the Hunter Biden story. Yet had they known enough of them would have switched their votes to President Trump, that President Trump would have won Pennsylvania, Arizona, Wisconsin, uh, I believe Arizona as well. So if they're worried about elections, let's have the truth prevail. The American people will, will figure it out. But mark my words, John, whatever the left labels as disinformation and misinformation typically turns out to be true in the end. It also, again, almost always undercuts the Democrat narrative or their platform. Yeah, and uh, it's it's something that's very subjective. It's all about who's who's uh, declaring the dis and miss. Uh, and if you exactly. don't like it, it's misinformation. If you don't agree with it, yes, yes. And the American people are uh, smart, savvy, sophisticated. If you give a lot of information, the American people will get will get to the truth. The problem is when you have suppression of stories that we have skewed election. And again, we saw that with the Hunter Biden laptop story. We're talking to Guy Reschenthaler, congressman from the 14th District. Um, I wanted to also obviously ask you about some other things while I have a chance. Um, a lot can happen between now and November, but it's hard to believe. But six months from now, there's going to be a, an election, uh, the midterms. So I'm going to I want to hit you with a hypothetical. If the Republicans were okay. to take take control tomorrow morning, what would be your top priority? Well, mine would be limiting the power of the executive branch and making sure we're holding China accountable, the Biden administration accountable, and reigning in the far-left policies. That would be the short-term goal. Mm -hmm. Long-term, obviously, is job creation, economic strength and vitality, uh, also projecting American power abroad by strengthening our military, specifically our Navy. But um, to, to talk about us retaking the House, John, we're going to take the House. 
It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it, and remember, in the last hundred years, we've only gone from a Democrat-controlled house to a Republican-controlled house four times. This is actually very rare. But you could see the biggest Republican majority that we've had since the Great Depression. And with that majority, we are going to have extensive oversight investigation. We're going to try to ferret out what all the connections were with Hunter Biden, the oligarchs in, in Russia, uh, the Burisma board, the natural gas company in Ukraine, the fact that he flew on Air Force Two to China and came back with a billion-dollar hedge fund. We're going to get to the bottom of that. We're also going to get to the bottom of how much Joe Biden knew, because it's quite remarkable that he said he knew nothing about Hunter Biden's business dealings, yet had repeated meetings in the White House with Hunter Biden's uh, business associates. And there are emails saying that Joe Biden was going to pay the legal bills of Hunter Biden's uh, business. So it's quite, quite remarkable that you would have largesse on the fact of uh, Joe Biden to pay, to pay these bills. Quite remarkable. And then, of course, the email referring to the big guy. Um, I really feel that once we get done with this oversight investigation, we're going to be able to show that Joe Biden has much more in common with Whitey Bulger than he does with JFK. Um, <laughs> it's very possible we're going to show a lot of corruption with the entire Biden family. Well, if you don't watch Fox or Newsmax uh, and or listen to conservative radio, you probably really don't know about what's been coming coming out about Hunter Biden. Uh, the rest of the media have ignored it. Uh, it's, it's stunning. But if you watch Fox, which I do, you think this is a big story. It's not, unless you were watching or listening to conservative uh, news. Uh, uh, um, you know, and and it's just not the the. I just saw last week the networks had had, had devoted a total of fifty two seconds to the story. That uh, it's, there, it's well, not it, out there. It's just not there. Well. It's hard to believe. Well, look, the, leg the legacy media will never cover this story. Um, and if they do, they'll, they'll cover it very quickly. But that matters less and less, John. We're never going to be able to look that the mainstream media, I call them the legacy media. It's basically the PR firm of the Democrat Party. That, mm -hmm. That's all they're doing. But the American people, again, are very smart and sophisticated. Joe Rogan gets 10 million downloads a day. At CNN's highest rating level, they're about 800,000. Maybe they'll be, they'll be lucky to get a million. So Joe Rogan eclipses CNN tenfold. And there's a reason for it. It's because Joe Rogan is inquisitive. He's covering a lot, just like your show covers a lot, just like you have Fox and Newsmax and other, um, other outlets. The American people know if they want to get the sort, if they want to get a well-rounded view. They've got to look elsewhere beyond mainstream media. And that's why mainstream media is dying and failing. Are there impeachable offenses by Joe Biden in those emails? It's very possible, but we're not going to know unless we have the oversight investigation. But I will warn, I will warn uh, against this. We know historically that during impeachment, that nation usually rallies around the president. President Trump's numbers after impeachment, and it was an absolute bogus impeachment. I don't need to relitigate that. Yeah. But his numbers were higher than they ever were after impeachment. I'm not sure we want to do that to Joe Biden um, because we are going to beat him in 2024, whether it's President Trump that runs, Ron DeSantis, Chrissy, who, who, whoever runs is going to beat Joe Biden or whoever they put in. So let's be very careful uh, that we don't get in, that we don't have poor tactics get in the way of an excellent strategy. I have about a minute left with Guy Reschenthaler, congressman from the 14th District. Uh, and I have to ask you this. Uh, John Kerry said a few days ago that the natural gas industry has, according to him, of course, 10 years to justify its existence. Um, and lots of people in your district work in that business. How hard is it going to be to reduce or reverse, I should say, the policies already put in place by these lunatics? It's going to be very difficult. They've done lasting damage to our power abroad in our energy sector. However, if we retake the house and we, um, we make sure we streamline the permitting process, we should be able to get more drilling. And of course, we need to have more pipelines. But the, the sick irony of all this, John, is that um, John Kerry flies all over the world in a private jet, of course. lecturing us about how we need to reduce our CO2 emissions. Mm -hmm. What he doesn't say is that the only nation that signed on the Paris Climate Accord that's reduced CO2 emission has been the United States of America. And we've done it largely because Western Pennsylvania is exporting so much natural gas, which burns, burns very cleanly. But it's, it's amazing that he says nothing about China, which emits more CO2 than the United States, Europe, and Japan combined. 
Um, that's how big of a deal it is. So if you want to reduce CO2 emissions, if you want to do something that's good for the environment, you unleash drilling here in the United States and export cheap, abundant, and clean Pennsylvania natural gas to the world. Yeah, and I see Good Morning America did a segment today on how uh, uh, climate change is affecting people's allergies. But I, I don't have time to get into that. Uh, maybe next time. I appreciate you coming on, though, Guy. Hey, thanks, John. I okay. appreciate you. Take care. Okay, Guy Reschenthaler, Congressman. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. In Gulfport, Mississippi, three people have been killed in a shooting at a hotel as a standoff situation has developed. Officers reportedly now have a suspect barricaded inside a nearby business. Details remain sketchy. It's been a wild ride on Wall Street. Correspondent Julie Walker with details in this report. On Wall Street, it's been a volatile week for the major indexes, and it's not over yet. Market analyst Ed Moya with Oanda says traders are reacting to a mixed bag of earnings reports from companies and investors have concerns over the next expected rate hike from the Federal Reserve to fight inflation, which Moya and most analysts predict will be two half-point rate rises. I'm Julie Walker. Stocks have been up and down on this Wednesday. Now, now ahead 308 points, the Nasdaq up 93. This is SRN News. About to compare a pepper shaker to a cash-out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out? For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash-out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Charlie Kirk explains what's going on at Twitter. Twitter does not actually care about making money. Twitter is not a for-profit vehicle. Instead, they are a regime megaphone and a censorship machine that camouflages as a for-profit company. Instead, what you have at Twitter is ideologues disguised as capitalists. The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 1250. The answer. Research shows that people remember radio ads with a booming voice that emphasizes all the main points. So to help you remember that Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. That part is super important. Here's one with a booming voice. I'm emphasizing everything. Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance. Like a page with every word highlighted. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands-on. Off, you know, they picked up the ball and ran with it. And how'd it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
On the Parkway East, looks like delays. Your inbound trip from Monroeville down to the Fort Pitt Bridge altogether about 22 minutes. That's about an eight-minute delay. There is an accident off to the shoulder inbound approaching Boulevard of the Allies. On the outbound Parkway West, that's a backup, about a five-minute delay between Banksville Road and Carnegie. 28 outbound delays from Route 8 to Delafield Avenue. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. A freeze warning is in effect from late this evening through tomorrow morning. Turning out clear and cold tonight, record-breaking low temperatures. There will be a freeze with a low of 28. Mostly sunny skies for tomorrow, the high 52. Brilliant sunshine Friday. And despite the chilly conditions, there will be an elevated risk of sunburn. We'll reach a high Friday of 59. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. On Monday, we spent the entire show talking to a concerned mother from Mount Lebanon who wanted to remain anonymous, and she told us about some of the insane things going on in the Mount Lebanon School District, and the hour didn't give us enough time to come close to covering all the insanity, by the way. Uh, And it's a national problem. You can get a good idea of how much of a problem it is by going to watch.salem.com and watching a documentary called Whose Children Are They? And Dr. Carol Swain is a former college political science professor and author and a spokesperson for Whose Children Are They? And she joins us now. Carol, thanks for being here. It's my pleasure. Thank you. So uh, according to your bio, uh, you left a successful career as as a tenured professor when you realized that critical race theory was being spread with too much help from the college system. So how long ago did you make that decision? And and maybe I should ask you, what was the last straw? Well, I mean, I've walked away from academia in 2017. And at that time, it was because of the political correctness and the fact that the university had stopped being a marketplace of ideas and it was so much indoctrination. But for conservative professors like me, we were targeted in such a way that it was impossible, I think, to really focus and do your work. And uh, what uh, is the main focus of uh, whose children are they? Well, I mean, these are teachers, uh, administrators, and parents who are interviewed in the film. And their concern is about what is taking place in public and private schools for critical race theory, I would say critical queer theory, critical feminist theory. The film focuses mostly on critical race theory, but parents are very much concerned about the sexual agenda as well as um, the race agenda. And they are rightly concerned um, uh, about that. And as far as, you know, my introduction... My involvement uh, came about because I authored a book called Black Eye for America, How Critical Race Theory is Burning Down the House. And I wrote that book and was published in um, August 2021 for parents who were contacting me trying to understand what was taking place. And I had been speaking out for a number of years and also questioning why white people were allowing their children to be bullied and shamed, and not many of them were speaking up at the time. Yeah, and I've, uh, from people that I've spoken to on this show and my own, you know, just uh, just uh, paying attention to this stuff, I still have a feeling that this this uh, film is a great idea, as, especially if, if people, uh, lots of people watch it, but I don't think, um, if, if you don't watch conservative media, watch or listen to conservative media, you don't know how bad the problem is. I watch Fox, and I hear about it all the time, and I do my own show here, and I have guests like you on, and I know about it. But I don't think the average, I don't think a good portion of average people just out there living their, their lives, even, even people with kids, know how bad it is. Well, there are many people that don't understand it, but I, what I have witnessed in Virginia, where, you know, we had a, uh, a historic uh, <laughs> election right. uh, that people are coming together across political and racial lines and you find many immigrants that are involved in the fight against CRT and what's taking place in our schools 
And I think that parents, regardless of their political party affiliation, regardless of their religion, they love their children. And when their children are being targeted and when their children are being affected, they come together. And so this is not a conservative movement. This is an American movement. But you are correct that many of the people who need to watch watch the film probably uh, will not uh, learn about the film because the secular media will not make it easy for them to view it. Yeah, the film is Whose Children Are They? And where can they find it, uh, Carol? Well, they can go to the website, whosechildrenarethey.com, and uh, they can order copies of it uh, by DVD, and uh, and they can show it in their schools, their churches, their organizations, or wherever they would like to get together a small group in their home. They can actually uh, show the film, and they can always have a party and invite over some of their friends who may be skeptics and, you know, um, have the movie be the highlight. So there are lots of ways where uh, ordinary people can become activists and expose uh, others that would not otherwise seek out the film. They can uh, get it in their hands, not necessarily by sending them a DVD, because I get DVDs all the time. I don't sit down and watch them. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to someone's home or if I'm going to an event, I will watch it. Yeah. Uh, and what what's worse, uh, what's being taught in public schools or the fact that it's being hidden from parents, or is that a tie? Well, it's both. But let me tell you that we're not just talking about public schools. Uh, we're also talking about elite private schools. We're talking about Christian schools. And uh, this CRT uh, agenda, these people have infiltrated uh, just about every major institution, including the church. And so uh, I think that if you think it's just public schools, then you really are have underestimated uh, the extent of the problem. It's not just public schools. It's private schools. It's Christian schools. And it's churches. And um, uh, if, if educators really thought they were doing uh, a great job for kids, wouldn't they be out there and out front bragging about it instead of doing such a good job trying to hide it? Well, the thing about it is uh, there's been a controversy with a TikTok talk site called the Live the TikTok, right. where li- liberals have been getting on bragging about indoctrinating, you know, first graders and second graders and uh, pushing their agenda and their agendas. And so they've been bragging about it. They're pretty upset now because conservatives have been giving them some publicity, free publicity, by sharing the videos and more people are learning just how crazy things are out there. And so they are bragging about it. They're very proud of it. The National Education Association, they endorse critical race theory. So you have one group of people that make the argument that it's not being taught, that it's a university course, it's not in schools, and another group that very proudly uh, uh, speak uh, in favor of it, and they uh, uh, are not ashamed of saying that they are pushing that agenda on our children. Yeah, and, and a lot of the teachers and parents, a lot of the teachers are intimidated because they're being asked, you know, through their teaching materials and through the curriculum that comes from the school board, they're expected to teach it whether or not they believe in it. Yeah, we had a, a woman on a show here Monday uh, locally. Uh, she showed up at her school board meeting and she brought explicit books about sex, uh, transgenderism, uh, including pictures that were, they were so graphic, the pictures, that w- the school board said that they couldn't put them up for people to see because they were too graphic, but they weren't too graphic to be in the library, and and some of them uh, books to be used to actually read to kids. So um, the only response she got at this school board meeting, and I, I think you're probably going to say that this is not unusual, the only response she got was that it was when she made the complaint and asked uh, if that was all the stuff had the approval of the administration, uh, she was told that it was this is just part of their diversity, equity, and inclusion philosophy. And so, I, have, I, I believe it is a part of their um, diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, uh, materials, and it's sickening materials. And they have used racial and ethnic minorities in many cases to push that agenda. And when people talk about CRT is not being taught in the schools, it is being taught 
through the books, the videos, uh, the games that are written by adherents of CRT. And so they have books that, for, for first graders, books for kindergarten kids, uh, books uh, for middle school kids that push those ideas. And when they talk about, oh, no, we're just doing ethnic studies, we're just doing civil rights, when you actually read the books that they're using for civil rights or ethnic studies or, or uh, gender-affirming uh, materials, those are materials that very much distort and indoctrinate. They do not give a true balanced um, portrait of um, reality. And we're talking to Carol Swain. She's a former college political science professor. She's also the author of uh, Black Eye for America, How Critical Race Theory is Burning Down the House. And she's also the author of several other books. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> It, what can parents do? I mean, it's it's the the parents who know about it. They they're constantly told that oh, you're worrying about something. It's not really a big deal, or they're dismissed. What can they do aside from watch movies? Uh, you know, show movies to each other. How are they going to get this message out? That something has to happen here. Well, well, the thing about it is the the book my the co-authored book Black Eye for America is very very short and it has a glossary in it in it, a glossary, and uh, appendices, and two chapters on how to fight back. Mm -hmm. And the most important uh, way to fight back is to really understand what CRT is. It's not just a slogan that if you're going to get into a debate with people that are pushing it, the first thing they're going to say is that it's not being taught. And it's being taught in many different ways. It has many different names. And so people need to understand what they're talking about. The next thing that they need to know is that they have legal... Uh, constitutional rights, they are protected by civil rights laws regardless of race, and that non-discrimination and equal accommodation, that's the law of the land. And they need to know um, that they don't have to fight it alone, that they can organize and strategize with other groups. They need to know that this is not a conservative Republican issue, that this is an issue that affects parents uh, of, of, of all you know, political affiliations and races and ethnicities and that other people are equally concerned. And so I think that um, the book Black Eye for America is important because it was written for lay people to be able to understand what they were talking about. And it has some of the terms that uh, people use when they say, oh, no, we're not doing CRT. We're doing culturally sensitive learning oh, no, 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 we're just doing uh, social justice or equity uh, training. Equity does not mean equal opportunity. Inclusion doesn't mean just having um, what we used to call diversity where you would just bring people in and make them feel welcome. No, inclusion today means setting up little affinity groups where you segregate people according to how they, to their group, whether or not it's, you know, gays or blacks, Hispanics or Asians, you want women, you want everyone to have that little affinity group. That's what they call inclusion today. And diversity is no longer about, you know, creating an environment where you have different kinds of people. Uh, it's about promoting some groups above other groups. And so everything has been turned upside down and you're not able to really uh, combat it if you don't understand what it is. Yeah, and I think there's an assumption out there uh, or at least I think uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the portrayal by the media is that this is something. CRT is something that's really good for black people and black black kids. It is horrible for minorities. Yeah. it is horrible for minorities because it encourages a resegregation. Yeah, uh, through the affinity group, it it argues that math is racist, and so that black people might not get the same answers as white people, and that's okay. Uh, which means that you will have. Uh, you know, a generation of black kids have been taught that way, that we're not no math, that they won't be able to get the job that blacks have today mm -hmm. uh, under the old system. And they also teach minorities that they're victim, that the victims that the world is stacked against them. And if you believe that, why get out of bed? But do you think that message is working uh, among uh, black uh, parents who have kids in school uh, to what degree are they buying what uh, what the CRT people are selling? They're not buying it. 
uh, I think there's been a 16% increase in black parents who are homeschooling, and there are many black people that are involved in the movement to fight back against CRT, and there are black people uh, in hordes that are falling away from the Democratic Party. It doesn't mean they're becoming Republicans, but they are fed up with the Democrats. And so, no, black people are not buying it, uh, but they're still selling it. And what people miss is this is not about black people. Uh, CRT is rooted in cultural Marxism and postmodernism. And postmodernism is what argues that there are no objective truths and everything is relative. It's about taking down the United States. And they use racial and ethnic minorities to push an agenda that has nothing to do about improving the well-being of these people. I have to finish up here. I'll just tell you, I've got some good news here in Pennsylvania. The, the Pennsylvania House uh, just passed a bill that would uh, give parents vouchers to take, uh, send their kids to uh, non-public schools, which I think is a start uh, at least to overcome this problem, I hope, anyway. Um, Only if you monitor those schools, because I tell you that it's in Christian schools, it's in private schools, it's everywhere, and so parents have to be uh, vigilant. Yeah, but the point is that the parents might get a choice, that would, and then they can. It's up to them to monitor, right? Right, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're totally right. Hey, Doctor Carol Swain, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. The the, the movie is Whose Children Are They? You can find it at whosechildrenarethey.com. I'll be right back. of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule changing the world one life at a time this product is life-changing and i tell everyone what a blessing down to nature fruits and vegetables is it's amazing absolutely phenomenal i'm telling you right now this is an amazing thing 30 days after taking this everything is, is perfect i could not be more happy what a blessing so good job, down to nature. Good job. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code Balance. This is John Stagerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels, that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the stores, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the Democrats and the mainstream media claim the 2020 presidential election was the most secure election in American history. I think most uh, people who listen to this show know that that's a joke. 
Uh, but tomorrow night, I'm going to have Dinesh D'Souza on to talk about his uh, movie called 2,000 Mules. It's his latest film. It exposes jaw-dropping evidence about what really happened in November of 2020. You will see the video surveillance, and you're going to see the tracking of the cell phones as the mules that he's talking about in 2,000 Mules go from box to box trying to steal the election. You can watch the movie and decide for yourself. If you want tickets, visit 2000mules.com. That's the number, 2000mules.com. And you can see the movie only on May 2nd and May 4th in select theaters. Showings are selling out uh, quickly, so buy your tickets now at 2000mules.com before they're gone. 2000, the number, mules. Dot com And again, Dinesh D'Souza will be here at 535 tomorrow night to talk about this movie. Now, um, uh, we have a little bit of time here. I just want to mention that it seems like we're getting closer and closer to the big guy canceling student debt. And I think it's insane. I think most people think it's insane and insulting and stupid and uh, rotten and corrupt and all kinds of other things. But uh, Mark Penn is a pollster, a Democratic pollster. And uh, he's telling the Democrats that this kind of stuff is going to really kill them. And this is what he said. These economic blows are just one element in a cascading set of problems all hitting at the same time. It combines the nuclear anxieties of the 50s and 60s with the inflation threat of the 70s, the crime wave of the 80s and 90s, and the tensions over illegal immigration in the 2000s and beyond. Remember, this is, this is a, a, a Democratic pollster saying it. This electorate is not experiencing a malaise, as President uh, Jimmy Carter once apocryphally said to, uh, uh, said to have proclaimed, but has instead formed into a deep national fissure ready to blow like a geyser in the next election if leadership does not move to relieve the pressure. Does that sound like a guy who thinks telling people that they're going to have to pay for their, the guy down the street's uh, kid going to college? retroactively by by uh, having his tax dollars go to pay off his loan. I actually kind of hope he does go through with this because that'll just um, even make it more uh, secure that these guys will not be back after 2024 and they're going to get voted out. It'll be, make it more likely. I hope so. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.